0: Good morning. It is Monday, January 30th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So let's do it. Let's talk about Donald Trump. He's been on the road. And while he's been on the the road, he's been taking aim at Ron DeSantis. He called the Florida governor and his team very disloyal. So their relationship goes all the way back to 2018 when Trump endorsed DeSantis. DeSantis even had an ad featuring his family and his children. And he highlighted his allegiance with Trump. But now Trump is calling DeSantis just an average governor. And of course, we know he gave him that nickname, Ron DeSanctimonious as well.
1: Trump is doing the thing and reminding everybody why he can't be the Republican nominee for president. And, and, and Trump has... So he, so he had these rallies over the weekend or events, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so he's putting his team together, whatever. But Trump's inability to, one, go away, uh, and we have seen this in his approval ratings, et cetera. I mean, they just consistently go down. They don't really go back up. Um, th- his inability to go away, he is exhausting to people. But also his inability to restrain himself. And what I'm talking about is any person in this country who can legally run for president has every right to run for president. That office is not yours. It doesn't belong to you. You aren't guaranteed to have it whenever you want. And if Ron DeSantis chooses to run for president, Mm -hmm. he has an incredible record to run on, And The correct approach from Trump would be, look, I still think I'm the best person for this job. I still think we, as the American people, have unfinished business. I still think we got a raw deal in 2020, and I'm here and I'm willing to fight. I understand other people believe they may be better for this job. I look forward to making the case on the record that we had and how I'm the guy to fix it. And. Somebody here is going to win, but it doesn't mean that many of us haven't contributed to liberty, advancing the cause of liberty and freedom in our own way. Look, I just made that up off the top of my head. That's the way you should approach someone like Ron DeSantis, who has been a fighter for what is good and what is right in liberty and freedom.
0: It's being reported that Ron DeSantis, his political team, they've already identified potential campaign hires in states like Iowa and New Hampshire for a potential run. And, of course, Trump is warning DeSantis of who knows what. He said, I think if he runs, he could hurt himself very badly. So <laughs> he going to stub his toe? Ron, what does he mean? What, do you, what, what is
1: he saying? Ron DeSantis accidentally jumped off the seventh floor of the MS Communications building, where it's a terrible loss for all of he us. He
0: will hurt himself very, very badly. So
1: so listen to this audio. This is him on a plane. CNN had the the video of this calling DeSantis disloyal because he's daring to con- to ponder a run for president.
2: So Ron would have not been governor if it wasn't for me, and that's okay. Uh, and uh, he, number one, he wouldn't have gotten a nomination. And number two, he wouldn't have beaten uh, the de- his Democrat opponent. So well, then when I hear he might run, you know, I consider that very disloyal, but it's not about loyalty. But to me it is, it's always about loyalty, but for a lot of people it's not about
1: I consider that very disloyal. It's not about dislo- it's not about loyalty, but to me it is. Does that what does that even mean, Casey?
0: I don't know, but it, it reminds me of somebody who's who's jealous that their mentor or their um you know, their young padawan learner is succeeding. It's like, you know, if if Kevin were to go on and get some super great job yeah. after learning from you and being here, like you're bitter that he's bettering himself. Right.
1: It's pathetic. Yeah. Donald Trump is a pathetic person, right? And he's showing himself to be a pathetic person. Ron DeSantis has followed through on everything he promised to do. He is one of the few politicians who has been as advertised and not wilted in the face of adversity. Did Trump maybe help him in 2018 get him across the finish line? Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely.
0: But does he owe the rest of his political of career? Not.
1: And instead of instead of Trump saying, Look, I was so glad that I was able to help Ron DeSantis get across the finish line. We were so proud that our supporters were willing to coalesce around this guy, and Florida is definitely a better place for it now. I look forward to winning Florida in the Republican primary. I look forward to winning Florida in the general election. And I know Ron DeSantis, who has a bright future, will be right there cheerleading me the entire time. Gee, again, just made that up off the top of my head.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. Trump recently told the Associated Press that he hasn't spoken to DeSantis in a long time. Like, they haven't talked in a while.
1: So, uh, so he did New Hampshire in addition to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, the governor of New Hampshire, Sununu, was on, again, I think this was CNN, and says DeSantis would win New Hampshire without a doubt
2: the only declared candidate. Well, president. yeah, I mean, obviously, DeSantis and Trump are the two candidates, right? But, so whether well, he's he declared or not. I mean, well, he's not declared. Uh, OK, not publicly declared, but he has hundreds of millions of dollars. OK, there's obviously Ron DeSantis is, is looking to run for president, um, which is fine. And, and he probably win New Hampshire right now, without a doubt.
0: OK, so there's this new poll out and it was a University of New Hampshire poll. And it showed that DeSantis was leading Trump 42 to 30. And then there's these other polls that go the other way that say Trump is leading by just four or five points. But (laughs) I have to mention this just to, this is a smiler, just to give you a little bit of a tickle. They put, they listed who else, is you know, how other people would do in this poll. (laughs) And Liz Cheney got 4%. (laughs) Yeah. And also, uh, Christy Nome of South Dakota got 2%. Mike Pence got 1%. Oh, that's a shame. I have yeah. To
1: hear that. He's a very, very, very honest person. Um, all right. Hey, uh, Let's take a break because there's two topics I want to get into when we come back. Okay. Apparently, the angry red-shirted teachers are about to make a big appearance down at the statehouse. I I don't know if they're walking off the job again or they're doing this after hours. It looks like they're going to be walking off the job of serving the children who they're supposed to serve to make an appearance at the statehouse. And there was a great article in the Daily Mail about the 10 most iconic retro cell phones mm-hmm. and i want to see if you had any of these because okay. i definitely uh, remember these phones and they bring back uh, rather fond memories to when okay. the world was a simpler place <laughs>
0: all right you're listening to kendall and casey it's 93 wibc <laughs> 16 minutes after 10 you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc and some people that are trending this hour megan Traynor you know, she's the one who sings that song. No idea. It's all about that bass.
1: Oh, I know that song. I did not know that was her.
0: Yes, Megan Trainer, that's her. She has announced that she's pregnant with her second baby. Oh, well, congratulations. hmm Also trending, Lisa Loring. Who? She played Wednesday on oh. the original Addams Family. She passed away at the age of 64.
1: That seems young, doesn't it? It is very young. It seems like a lot of younger people mm-hmm. are passing away. hmm I mean, I can still, still consider... You know anything in their sixties to
0: be a pretty young person? Yes, absolutely. Finally, trending Harry Styles. So he was doing a concert in L.A. and he split his pants. Oh, Sure yeah. the
1: women were very excited.
0: <laughs> he ended up taking a rainbow flag and oh, tying it around his course, waist sure. to cover his parts, his yeah. bits and pieces. But Harry Styles also in talks to do a residence in L.A. or oh. in Las Vegas. He's gonna. Uh, allegedly take over when Ab- Adele
1: is done. I thought you were going to say Abdul.
0: I was going to say He's gonna
1: Abdul. take over when Abdul is done.
0: Abdul's doing a residency in Vegas? Who knew? It's uh, quite the political show. No, when Adele is done, Harry Styles might take over that spot.
1: Uh, Casey, um, <laughs> yeah. this Wednesday, I uh, really need you to be on your best behavior and look your best. Okay. Um, and 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 really just see what I can do. Just up your game a little bit because we've got some very special guests according to social media who are going to be uh, joining us here in downtown Indianapolis.
0: So uh, you're talking about 10 a.m.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. uh, February the first. Uh, mm-hmm. The angry red-shirted teacher crowd is going to be. Uh, I guess I mean 10 a.m. That's a uh, school time, right? Yeah. Uh, so I guess there'll be a large group of angry red-shirted teachers who, uh, once again, will be abandoning their students and uh, walking off the job and uh, coming to the state house to yell at the. Uh, the Republicans.
0: Okay, so this is the Indiana State Teachers Association. Let's pack the house over this session. Oh, yes. What's going on?
1: Well, I, let's read the what to expect here, shall we? Because yeah. uh, we saw this uh, Facebook group here, and uh, uh, by the way, they're planning, uh, I guess, packing the house also on Monday, February the 6th, and uh, this also says Tuesday, February 7th. Mm-hmm. Now, if you haven't seen what happens here, and I don't know if this is like a full-blown Red Fred day, but what happens is these teachers, they walk off the job and abandon the students. They claim to care so much about, and they'll wear a red sweater or a red T-shirt, and they'll they'll come down with their bull horns, and uh, they're chanting and their signs, and uh, they'll make uh, Republicans in the state house feel very bad about having any ideas that might benefit a taxpayer or the the children or the, the parents of the children them, themselves. And uh, it's interesting because right now the Senate, Michael, let me know that the Senate is actually hearing testimony on that bill. That's it's uh, the the actual bills in the House that would make school board elections partisan mm. like every other election in the state of Indiana. So I'm sure the angry red shirted teachers who are walking off the job to uh, uh, banning the students will come and be very upset about that. But here, here's what the uh, what the ISTA uh Facebook post here says, uh, or at least it says it's uh, ISTA is listed at the top. I guess they're the ones who who made this post. Uh, Let's pack the house over this session. ISTA's Pack the House events will be held on select days in February and April. Members and allies will be informed of the latest legislation information and gather at the statehouse to meet with legislators and be seen, mm-hmm. all to ensure the defeat of legislation harmful to students or our profession okay oh okay
0: each day's exact schedule will vary depending on the legislative calendar for the day
1: so uh you know the last i mean a couple years ago it's mm-hmm. been now i guess oh boy time really flies so i guess this was four-ish years ago now remember hammer and i famously uh caught a bunch of the uh, angry red-shirted teachers who were here for the students uh boozing and gambling down at the winter circle and we, you know, took the photo and the photo got posted and then they got real mad and started sending me all sorts of hate mail like they thought that was gonna do something to me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm looking for a very positive experience with the angry red shirted teachers. Tempted to maybe mosey on over there after we get off the air and uh, you know, just see how it's going and see what they're doing for the students and, you know, wearing their red shirts and trying to scream at Republicans.
0: So it's interesting because this post doesn't say what their agenda is, what they're coming down for. Well, the other agenda- than to pack the house over the session,
1: the agenda is what it always is. It's chaos, and it's ensuring that uh, there are no changes made to the dominance that public education has over young people's existence. So they don't want anything that would allow parents to have choice where their kids go to school. They're certainly not going to want school board elections to be like every other election you know, in the state of Indiana in which you have to declare a party affiliation. Because let's face it, lunatic leftists get elected to school boards in otherwise Republican communities because they don't have to put a D next to their, their name. So they're going to be very invested in, in those things because they want all the money They want to, I mean, I guarantee they'll be uh, certainly very vocal in their red shirts about any property tax reform that might take place. Uh, (laughs) So it'll be a great time. I I, Just taking a little guess based on previous actions by the angry red shirted teachers.
0: Uh, The part that I find interesting about this, Rob, is you sent me a screenshot of this and that's Rob's way of saying, hey, we're going to talk about this. So you sent me a screenshot of this and when I open it up and this was from Facebook and you know, on Facebook, you can say if you're going if you're interested. Uh-huh. Two people that you know are going.
1: Oh, that's very exciting. Uh,
0: <laughs> Six are interested. Ah, well. I'm mildly interested. <laughs> I might go. Kind of depends on how I feel that day.
1: Well, like I said, I mean, again, I, I, I maybe I'm missing something here, but if it were about the students, I'm not sure why, as a teacher, you would be leaving on a school day in the middle of the day and you would be leaving your students because it's supposed to be about the students and our you know, I guess our profession, I don't know, but I don't know why you'd be leaving the students when you could, like any other person, have contact with your lawmakers, you know, really at any time.
0: Yeah. Via email or write a letter or even call them. Twenty-two minutes after ten, it's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, and let's take a look at the ten most iconic retro mobile phones. They range from the Nokia thirty three ten to the Motorola Razor. How many of these do you remember? <sighs>
1: Well, so I was thinking, do you, do you remember your first cellular telephone?
0: Oh boy, no. But I know I had the razor, and so, I liked the razor. So
1: I had, or well, my dad had, and he allowed me to use when I was in high school. One of those, I mean, it wasn't quite the block phone like Zach Morris had, but it flipped open, mm-hmm. and it had a gigantic battery plug-in thing. Whatever, you could walk around with it, though. I would guess the cellular service wasn't all that great. Uh,
0: I did have a Motorola flip phone. And the interesting thing about that was- Everyone did, didn't they? Yeah, but texting was very hard because-
1: Yes. Remember you had to hit the same letter three times. Like if you wanted a C. Right. Yeah.
0: You had to keep going through.
1: And it got me thinking, I mean, I was even thinking about like radio. Remember in the remotes on radio when you had the bag phone? Did you work at a radio station that had a bag Mm -hmm. phone? Yeah. I mean, it literally was like the phone would fit in a bag and it had an antenna Mm -hmm. that would come out of it. and you had to be very careful about where you went to do remotes because there was a good chance you'd be in what they call roaming. Do they is roaming even a thing anymore? I, I can't imagine roaming's even a even a thing.
0: Can you turn that off and on your phone on your settings? I think you can. Can't you?
1: But I mean, is ro- yeah you can ro- yeah. roaming's not a thing anymore, is it? Right, where you used to be areas where you would get charged for your phone calls if you were not in a whatever provider. Yeah, roaming,
0: area. roaming on cellular data options, roaming on. Yeah, okay, but that's you can for, do that.
1: that's for cellular data. I'm talking about remember the phone calls, right? It was super expensive. You'd somebody answer the phone and go, "This better be important. I'm roaming." <laughs> <laughs> you remember that?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was like a huge thing. I don't remember. I know hotspots are a big thing now.
1: Uh and then uh let's see here. The ch- uh, the um the razor obviously was huge. That mm-hmm. was a the razor was a great phone yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Like the and I, I, obviously everybody has a smartphone now. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actual cellular telephone, in which you were not using for dependency to the internet, I would say the razor. I would put the razor amongst the top of the all time great cellular telephones
0: yep they've also got the iPhone 3G on this list the Motorola Dynatac 8000X boy <laughs> that sounds like the TK421B 549 or whatever I mean it's like we're just making things up at this point the LG chocolate yes
1: also a phenomenal now the only thing with the chocolate was the screen was very small
0: yeah you need a bigger screen. Yeah, uh, Need a bigger boat. Yeah, they've got the BlackBerry on there. Now, I, I do recall the BlackBerry with the little stylus, the pen that you would mm-hmm. use with it. And let's see, the Nokia 7280. Yeah. They've got the Sony Ericsson. I think I might've had one of those.
1: Yeah. There was something wonderful about the idea of interacting with someone and they had sent you a text message. And in the olden days, the 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 in the olden days, mm-hmm. the photograph was an attachment, yeah, and if there was an attachment, mm-hmm. there was something magical. Let's say if it was a lady you were pursuing, knowing that she was likely on the other end of that photo, but it took forever for the photo to come up. To so there was immense t- anticipation. I'm not saying like there was anticipation about you would be anticipating what she might be wearing or not wearing, but I'm saying mm-hmm. there was anticipation
0: of what was on the other end. So you're saying that that photo is like what the the bubble is today when yes, someone's like, texting perfect. you. Perfect. Yes. The three Absolutely. dots. You know it's Absolutely. incoming. Absolutely.
1: What is it? And then there was either. Your expectations were either exceeded
0: mm-hmm.
1: or it was a letdown. Oh. It's a picture of your dog, not what I was expecting. Nice <laughs> dog
0: though. So the Nokia, the 3310, this phone, <laughs> it had a calculator and a stopwatch and a reminder feature and you could download new ringtones. <laughs> That's exciting stuff. Do you do you find it weird that you're being nostalgic? over technology that's 20 years old?
1: Well, Casey, you know me. I could be nostalgic over a bowel movement. So, you know, it's not not really that big of a deal for me. Although I I do think, though, wasn't the world a better place when we had to be social Mm -hmm. to interact with people? Or you had a limited way by which you could interact? I mean, I remember when getting to nine o'clock was a big deal because the minutes were free after nine o'clock mm. or you could upgrade your cell phone plan mm-hmm. for your minutes to be free at seven o'clock mm-hmm. and as a person who once upon a time broadcast high school sporting events all the sporting events would start at seven so you had to pay mm-hmm. to upgrade your minutes so that you would not be charged
0: which which is your favorite phone of all time yeah. Don't say rotary. <laughs> uh, the
1: Razer was an incredibly solid phone. Mm-hmm. And in terms of an actual just cellular telephone in the pre-smartphone days, mm-hmm. I think you got to give some strong, solid consideration for a Razer.
0: Yeah. I like the Razer, too. That was one of my faves. I kept it for as long as I possibly could. But Do you keep your old
1: phones or did you get rid of them?
0: I I did. I don't know if they made this last move with me, but I did for a long time. But I will tell you now that there's the smartphone. I, I, and there are people saying that the old the flip phones are coming back, and the Gen Z generation likes the old classic. cell. no, I, I wouldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Yeah. I like having all the technology right there.
1: Something you think you would do though, Casey? Is, is you would love to hear voicemails from our audience.
0: Yeah, we've got that coming up. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.
2: I'm so sorry you had just reached my answering machine.
0: 317 684 That's our phone number if you'd like to contribute with your questions, comments, smart remarks, thoughts, whatever you got. It is 1033. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. But before we get into voicemails, Rob, I think I need to plan a trip down to Lexington. There's a, uh, there's a bear I have to see. At the Kentucky for Kentucky fun mall. Uh, I saw
1: this yesterday <laughs> and I texted you mm-hmm. and I said, I can't believe I just saw this, but it apparently is a real thing. So I was watching the AFC championship game. Yeah. And there was an ad mm-hmm. and it was, you know, you're just half paying attention, whatever. And it's an ad about this, it's a movie mm-hmm. and this bear is like this crazed bear and so I'm kind of intrigued, and then I start watching it, but I don't really have the volume up, so I can't really hear. But then I see at the end, the thing says Cocaine Bear in big letters, and yeah. then it says Rated R. Mm-hmm. So I'm then led to believe that the name of the movie is Cocaine Bear. It is. But then I paused. Well, it is, but then I paused. And, surely, even in Hollywood, which is totally 100% out of ideas, would not resort, has not stooped so low that a movie called Cocaine Bear would be a movie that they would put actual peop- people's hard-earned money mm-hmm. behind. But then it... It's it, a real thing. It's There's actually a movie called Cocaine Bear.
0: It's a black comedy thriller. What does that mean? That's a lot of genres what mixed is, up what, into what one What in the hell is that? <laughs> it's a black comedy thriller. And it was uh, produced by Elizabeth Banks. Uh-huh. And it is inspired by a true story. It's not. It's not based on true events. It's uh-huh. inspired by true. So it is events. a comedy. Uh, part it's, of it. It's like
3: dark humor. Dark humor. Yeah. Very morbid, but it's mm-hmm. it's uh, supposed to be funny.
1: Now I saw that Matthew Rise and uh, the other chick from The Americans are in this. Movie, Carrie Russell, mm-hmm. uh, are in this, as is another character who is pretty prominent from the Americans. So I don't know, like, if they just poached the cast of the Americans and said, You are no longer Russians. You are now people being chased by a cocaine bear. By a bear. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are you going to, are you going, do we have audio of this? We do have audio. A little clips? Yeah. All right. Here's a little bit of the movie.
2: Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere.
0: I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe.
2: A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 no,
1: don't eat that. Don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on. Oh,
2: the bear did cocaine
1: okay so the premise of this movie i'm gathering is some drug lord dealer whatever Mm -hmm. lost a bunch of cocaine Mm -hmm. they send these people out to get the cocaine Mm -hmm. they encounter a bear who got to the cocaine like before they did
0: yeah and then the bear goes on a killing spree because he's all hopped up on the cocaine. Well, sure,
1: why not? Okay, but I mean, we, we've gone from in fifty years' time, we've gone from the Godfather to cocaine bear. So,
0: yes. So some of that is true. Like I mentioned, inspired from a real story, there uh-huh. was this one hundred seventy-five pound bear that died after ingesting a duffel bag full of cocaine. This happened in nineteen eighty-five. Uh huh. However. The bear didn't go on a mad killing spree right. and maul people in the woods like it does in the cocaine are, bear movie.
1: Are you paying your hard-earned money to see this movie?
0: No, but I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out. You Kevin. Know, on, like, the Amazon would Prime Would you or part something. with
1: your hard-earned money from... from uh it's fine job you have to go see this movie.
0: I think uh, the three of us should go see it. <laughs> Together. Yeah. We'll put Rob in the middle. We'll give a little report the next day on the show. Cocaine bear. You could
1: not pay me money to go see this movie.
0: It's going to be in, uh, what, theaters on February 24th?
1: Yeah. Uh, is that's And it'll be out of theaters on February 25th. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, we got uh, a bunch of phone calls, variety of topics. Let's start with, uh, we had... Kevin mm-hmm. last Friday. So Kevin went to a concert in Bloomington on mm-hmm. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And I stepped up and got pulled all the audio because I said, hey, Kevin's going to be going to this concert. There's going to be some chicks there. Yeah. Maybe the future Mrs. McNamara could be there. I want Kev, yeah. Kev to be out having a good time. Yeah. So I waltz in here. <laughs> Kevin strolls in like four minutes before the show starts Think, wow, Kev must have had a great time. Yeah. Kev, tell us about all the chicks you hook, you know, hung out with. <laughs> Kev, well, I didn't really... Uh, Talked to any women, but uh, I did talk to some dudes in the bathroom. <laughs> what? Yeah, I offered him stickers for my band.
3: <laughs> yeah, those are the only people I really talked to besides my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his, uh, I went with my, with my friend and his stepdad.
1: And uh, I got people sending me messages on Facebook, uh, uh, making uh, memes of Kevin's interaction in the restroom. Some of them can't be consumed on the radio. Uh, but somebody did call uh, with some uh, thoughts on that.
4: Kevin. You're probably one of the better producers this show's ever had. No offense, Rob. No offense. No offense. But I just got to say, I got this male image in the house. Kevin at the club in a bathroom, walking up to some dude, you know, holding his junk at the urinal. Hey, man, you want a sticker? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's just an image I got in my head of it now. Have a good one, guys. Was he the one who made the meme? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I've never interacted
1: in person with the guy who made the meme. I just. Uh, well, Kevin, people <laughs> find celebrity in a variety of different ways.
3: Can I just clear it up? The uh, the meme. It was a picture of a guy uh, going to the urinal yeah. next to someone else, yeah, and it's then a, it's it was a, a little like word bubble saying, uh, do you want a sticker?
1: Yeah, it's a pretty famous meme where like there's one guy at a urinal, all the other urinals are, are empty. empty. Yeah. You can pick any ur- urinal you want, but the guy picks the one right next to the other dude and then yeah. starts uh, you, You've seen it with a variety of different uh, topics. I
3: just want to make this clear. Yes. I was uh, washing my hands yes, I know. when I started talking <laughs> yes. to these people. Sure.
0: <laughs> and what were they doing? Washing their hands? They were
3: waiting in line for the urinal. Oh,
0: oh okay. <laughs> hey. Hey, before you go do your business, here's yeah. a sticker. <laughs> People love stickers. Did they, they, take, did they take it? Did they take the sticker?
3: Yeah, they're like, oh, this is awesome. And, and I think what you weird gotta, guy in the bathroom. <laughs> what you got gotta understand is uh, real human interactions. Yeah. Like you were just talking about the uh, cell phones and mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. miss the days of real human interaction. Sure. Uh, I'm keeping that alive.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, th-
3: those guys are gonna remember that for the rest of their lives. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) One of the things I love about our audience is some people pay very close attention to this show and have for many years and they know how to get their call played on the air, basically regardless of what the topic is. And one listener did go above and beyond to ensure that he got to tell us what he thought was the most important TV show of all time.
4: I forget which one pushes me towards the front of the line so I hate your show and I think you're the greatest ever so on the subject of TV shows Seinfeld has to be on your Mount Rushmore
2: because
4: yeah. it was nine seasons and they all still hold up on their own but they all also still have influence today and my kids are in their 20s and they hadn't seen very many episodes until it popped up on Netflix last year and they had no idea how many quotes and sayings they've heard and said over the years came from Seinfeld. And one of them, for a while, even thought that it was pretty good how Seinfeld took old memes and built entire episodes around them. Stuff like, no soup for you, mm-hmm. and not that there's anything wrong with that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm never tuning into your show again. <laughs> Looking forward to listening to you today.
3: Seinfeld was one of the options, wasn't it?
1: Well, yeah, I think the only issue is like Casey
3: mentioned Yeah, you got nine
1: years. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can compare nine if, mm-hmm. if longevity is part of the thing. Not to say nine isn't a long time for a sitcom.
3: Can it gain points in other areas like well, a, cultural it, impact? Okay,
1: here's a great example, Kevin, because you're a musician and we know that because you hand stickers to people in the restroom promoting your band. Right. You know, like with a songwriter, when you talk about like a complete band or whatever, like or are your favorite artist, there might be certain things that you would say it's an A plus at songwriting or an a plus at you know guitar playing but uh persona or you know stage presence is a you know a C whatever mm-hmm. seinfeld and mm-hmm. by the way we're judging this is an a plus in terms of the societal impact mm-hmm. and the viewership right there's no doubt yeah. in the overall comparison it's an a plus. On those standards However longevity you saying that's not long It's nine years Compared to Jeopardy Or Wheel of Fortune Or Sesame Street Right It's an F Right yeah. So I, I don't know yeah. I mean it's just Kind of a made up list So it doesn't <laughs> really <throw it back.
3: laughs> matter It doesn't matter We're not really grading Would you throw a Curb Your Enthusiasm in No there? Not no, even close Not no. even
1: close No no no. Um, <laughs> no No Sorry Kevin We just squashed
3: well, that, that down has been For uh, like 20 years Yeah I guess maybe It's not as impactful But it was though. off
1: For a long time It
0: wasn't also it? Wasn't, it? wasn't it On HBO Yeah, or yeah, yeah
1: yeah You got true. a fraction
3: people. Okay, one more. Uh, had a guy weigh in on,
1: remember we've had this discussion about where Mike Pence lives mm-hmm. and there is a strong... Carmel or Zionsville. Just people are very opinionated on both sides, whether it's Zionsville or Carmel. Mm-hmm. And this one guy made a point about how hard it is to live anywhere when you live in Hamilton County.
2: Hey guys, Michael from Carmel. Want to address the so-called controversy in quotes about Dan Quayle or not, not Dan Coyle, Mike Pence. It makes no difference. I've lived in Hamilton County for the past 40 years. My first house at 110th and Westfield Boulevard had an Indianapolis mailing address, 46280. My second house in Fishers did not, Fishers did not have a post office, so my mailing address was Noblesville, 46060. My third and fourth houses have been south of 146th street but north of 146th street is westfield so if you live north of westfield or north of 146 you go to westfield schools but you still have a carmel address so it's all just this political drawing of lines post offices etc so as a highly elected and respected official rob you should know this (laughs) take care guys love you bye
0: was she just bragging that he had his third and fourth house? I think
1: that was the premise of that call. But I love the <laughs> fact that the guy appears to have no idea where he actually lived all these years.
0: <laughs> it's true. You you could be somewhere and it you know within whatever imaginary lines. So
1: yeah, you see that all the time. Well, I have a and it, it, fewer people have home phones now. But it used to be like so. For example, there were people who uh, might have uh, a Brownsburg zip code. Mm-hmm. A Danville uh, address, address, yeah. You know,
0: but the physical house is
1: yeah. right. I mean, it used to. You see that all the time. So, all right. Uh, Hammer is next, and you guys have been texting back and forth about something, right? Yeah, movies. Yeah, you want to you uh, you and Hammer are going to go at it here over movie casts mm-hmm. and which was the most attractive movie cast of all time.
0: Yeah, I th- I think I've got the winner. All right, he's going to put up an argument, I'm sure, but I think I've got the winner, and uh, that's on the way from ninety three WIBC. 1050, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIVC. Hammer joins us in the studio. So you bet Kansas City and you also bet the over. That means you didn't win that bet? I didn't parlay them together because, okay. again,
4: parlay bets are sucker bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did two individual bets. I won the Chiefs one, did not hit the over on it. And I tell you what, anybody that bet the 49ers yesterday, the gambling gods owe you a refund. <laughs> because not having a functioning quarterback after the opening drive of the game is not fair. Yeah, okay.
1: And I asked you this when when we came in the studio. I I, think given the magnitude of the game and the calls, that was the in the Chiefs-Bengals game was the worst officiated game in NFL history.
4: It wasn't good. But... (laughs) That's nice. Is that why Cincinnati lost? I can't say that. Because Cincinnati made a lot of dumb, bonehead mistakes. Like, yeah, there's probably going to be a flag called if you hit Patrick Mahomes two yards out of bounds on the sideline and knock him into the dirt. They're probably going to call a flag on that.
1: You can't throw a flag there, though, unless the guy gets injured because that's going to decide... He was two yards
4: out of bounds, Ah! (laughs) Let's get our knitting needles out. It was like it was some sort of, well, maybe, he was on the line he wasn't Mahomes was actually slowing down to come back and this maniac comes by and blasts him in the back
1: you played me a video I loved this some guy on the Bengals was given the business to the guy who committed the foul as he's walking back into the locker room yeah
4: so they're walking back to the tunnel you know taking that L back into the locker room (laughs) and one of the other defensive (laughs) players is yelling at the guy that got that late penalty But at the same time, because the internet is awesome, fans were like, now wait a minute here, because the other guy was like a linebacker. They highlighted all of the missed tackles he had, including (laughs) being trucked by Patrick Mahomes in a key part of the game that kept a drive alive.
1: Now, sports betting, obviously, is your wheelhouse. And I was thinking, if you bet real money, like let's say you had bet on the Bengals, whether it is to cover or win outright, because I think the spread was like one or one and a half. If you bet real money on the Bengals, I'm talking not the little things like I do where you're just buying free entertainment, but like you know, $100 or whatever, and you lose based on that bonehead decision, because they're not in field goal range, right? And now we go to overtime, and it's anybody. You right. lose. I mean, that is why you got to have big cojones to put real money on sports because it's totally out of your hands once the bet has been wagered.
4: And as a sports better, and I had the over in that Mm -hmm. game, as Casey pointed out, I was kind of rooting for overtime even though I had the Chiefs. Yeah. Because this year, the playoff rule kicked in. It's not like the regular season. It doesn't matter if you score a touchdown on the opening drive, each team gets the ball. So the over was still very much alive if that game goes into overtime. Somebody scores a touchdown, each team gets a field goal, Toes are tapping, but that bonehead penalty kept things alive. What were you guys fighting about over the weekend? I wasn't paying any attention.
1: It was a group text, (laughs) but I wasn't really reading.
0: Well, he texted both of us this article that says The Outsiders has the best looking cast in movie history. Well, it wasn't my theory.
4: There was an article from Barstool that said the old, I think it's like 82, Mm -hmm. 83 movie, The Outsiders, Mm -hmm. was the best looking cast Mm -hmm. uh, in movie history. Like everybody in the movie collectively, this is the best looking to these names. People.
0: You've got Patrick Swayze, uh-huh. Matt Dillon, yeah. Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, wow. Ralph Macchio, Emilio Estevez, and C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, it's a good looking cast. That's a pretty strong line. Yeah, Estevez That's
1: is a... definitely the low hanging, the low man on the totem pole there, right?
0: And this was Tom Cruise before
4: he had his teeth fixed. I know. So and he still got got his had like a little tattoo split even? in his <laughs> <laughs> teeth. And, yeah. Like Tom Cruise in that cast was one of the uglier ones. Yeah. Yeah. So look it got kind of like, is. What are some other movies that could at least make an art? Argument. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm coming at you with Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. You've got George Clooney, mm-hmm. you've got Prime Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. you've got Matt Damon, you've got Casey Affleck, you've got Julia Roberts, you've got Andy Garcia, you've got Scott con A lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. Listen, those are good looking guys. Yeah. And for whatever reason, George Clooney is one of those guys, like, and my wife will admit this, he gets better as he gets older. Yeah. Agent reverse guy. Yeah. Like, ocean's 11 brett uh george clooney better than like roseanne facts of life yeah e- george he clooney. was on er that's well, because he's got more
0: money now he can make himself beautiful
1: <laughs> what about fast times at ridgemont high look i know forrest whitaker <laughs> and judge reinhold are not overly attractive people mm-hmm. but sean penn was a pretty fit guy then and you had jennifer jason Leigh mm-hmm. and phoebe cates mm-hmm. in the same
0: movie
4: yes you're right But I hear three names there, not the five or six that the other ones. Yeah, but you got dudes. I got women. You got dudes.
0: And I said smaller cast, but for women, there's a movie called The Other Woman, and that had Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and Kate Upton in it.
4: Again, it's just three. It's not five Mm -hmm. or six. And I think Leslie Mann is the outlier there. I'm not into Leslie Mann as as much as the other two, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know. Like, uh, the American Pie movies could make a claim. That's a good point. Like, and again, I'm not saying they all went on to be mega stars. Yeah. But if you look at that first movie, it's a good looking group of
0: 20-somethings. So just superficially, we're talking strictly looks. Right. Okay, well, I think I've got the winner. Oh. Avengers Endgame. It has Robert Downey Jr., Chris Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, who's, you know, uh, Paul Rudd. Chadwick Boseman Tom Holland Brie Larson Evangelina Lilly Elizabeth Olsen, Gwyneth Paltrow, even had Robert Redford in it. That's a strong
4: lineup. That's a strong lineup. That's a lot
0: of good-looking people in one movie. Now, I know it was the grand finale of the Avengers movies. Right. For now. Right. They're all making an appearance. Gee, we need to make
4: another
1: billion dollars. (laughs) But the last one was supposed to be the end.
4: Bah, they'll never notice.
0: It's like Garth Brooks on his
4: farewell tours. This is the last time you're ever going to see me. Five years later. Guess who's back, baby? (laughs) What's Mm. coming up this afternoon? Uh, Monday Gunday, Guy Relford will join us and will also really get into That police video from Memphis.
0: All right, thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 W I B C.